Here we go, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, BenjaCon 2022 continues. This is your boy, Mr. Benja. Glad to be here doing more episodes of Mr. Benja's ADD Experience Live. That's the name of the podcast. I'm happy to have today Dr. Kier Robottoms is going to be on in just a couple of seconds. We're going to get into some things talking about, you know, we're going to be talking about, it's going to be about life, spirituality, business. This is a special one because I've never had a family member on here before. So it's going to be a definite treat. And if you haven't been catching up with the rest of them, be sure to check out my website, mrbinja.com, or to see me here on Instagram and find out when the rest of them are taking place. But I know that Dr. Robottom is a very busy person and keeps it moving. So I'm going to keep it moving and go ahead and get her on here right now. And we can get this thing started. Hello, hello. And there it goes. Just like that, we're talking. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing excellent. How are you? I am well. I cannot complain. You know, we just have to do what we do, right? That's it. That's it. I'm glad to see you. Glad to see you here. Likewise. I like I love your hair. We haven't caught up so long. Certainly not like this. So we have been talking that we should get together soon. So you know I'll come out there and we'll do our, you know, we'll go through our stomping grounds again. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, this whole thing kind of started by accident. I was just kind of trying to try out new technologies, talk to different people. And it started on Facebook, actually. And people kind of dug it over there. So just as a curiosity, I said, well, let me try this thing on Instagram. I jumped on and one of my friends threw a request up, kind of like you just did, and said, hey, what's going on? And we just started talking. And I was like, let me keep this thing going. That's awesome. That's awesome. All righty. So like, I, I, we don't have a script. We don't have anything that looks like, you know, a scripted question answer session, but I'll definitely let you start since this is your kind of forte that you're doing right now. Yes, exactly. I keep these, I keep these informal. It's kind of fun. People jump in the comments and say things and I, it tends to relax people a little more because of this this interface. It's live. It's on Instagram. It just works okay. better. Okay. So uh, just, to, just to start it off, this is, a, this is a podcast about art design and development and creative people. And you're definitely a person who creates. So, so. <laughs> very quick. Yes, you are. Very quickly. Just let, us, let the people know who you are and kind of what you do. Well, interestingly, you said that I create. I am actually a scientist. I there's a whole new buzz now about HBCUs. I am a Stone alum. I am also a Meharry Medical College alum. So if the average person would see me or talk to me and hear kind of the path that I took in schooling, they would say I'm a scientist, just a straight scientist. I do think that I've got an algorithmic brain. So in the way of science, it works. But I can, like, I can stay up and on a Sunday afternoon if I... Like if I'm just not stressed and at, at a lot of peace, then I can like come up with images and, you know, stories for my clients, for social media. I can, you know, like write a blog, you know, build a website. So mm -hmm. if, for most people, when they see me and they say, well, how did you go? You know, because I, so a little bit back, a little bit back, I'm an OBGYN. So I graduated medical school and completed a residency in OBGYN. So, and I transitioned from OBGYN and now I'm a retired, I called myself rewired OBGYN. So 
So my passion now is really health and wellness for for children, for, as you know, my nonprofit, but mm-hmm. for adults in a way that gives them a well-rounded health and wellness approach, which, you know, envelops multiple things, not just you exercise, you eat right, you know, and you go swimming. It's a whole, it's a whole life. Of yeah. Wellness. And so, and that's where the creative creativity comes in for me. Okay. Because I, you know, you asked me that at one point we were, it was in, it was in San Diego. We were at the pharmacy and I'll get to that story a little bit, Okay, okay. but I forgot the context of the discussion, but you stopped and said, are you creative? And it kind of stopped me because I was like, I hope so. Wait, I don't know how to answer that because no one had ever asked me that straight up. So when you hear the word creative, I, I think it means a lot of things. Like you said, you said you're a scientist. I, I definitely think that as well. But like, to me, that brings in, you know, Tesla, who, you know, not Tesla, Musk, you know, right. created Tesla. Then it brings in a lot of other minds, like the guy who, uh, the five-hour energy guy, you know, he decided to create a new industry, basically, right. of these little shot drinks and everything. So... You know, when I heard that, my mind started jumping to all these different types of people. And I didn't know what you meant by that. So when you say creative or when you hear creative, what does that bring up to you? Well, there was a time, if you remember correctly, I lived in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was a member of the East Bank Club. And I remember saying to one of my dearest friends, I was like, I can walk in East Bank Club naked and leave in a prom dress. So... So creativity to me is having the ability to go in a place or, or be in a place and have the ability to walk out of the place a different person or see the item in a different perspective. So in creativity, I'm creative in obstetrics and gynecology. When I was there, you know, I've got gifted hands. So I would, you know, make sure that the, the patients were satisfied in a way of, if I was doing surgery, the only thing my patient saw was the scar, right? Was the incision. So I was like, I'm going to make sure this incision is delightful because the only thing that the patients see is the incision slash scar, right? So mm-hmm. creativity there was to make sure that they were satisfied with the only thing they see because they don't know whether or not I'm good inside the body. Yeah. They know if it's it looks good on the outside of the body. So again, it's the ability to take something and transform it into something else. And that's creativity to me. Okay. And it can be in a science world. It can be in a drawing world. Like at any part in your world, you can be creative. Yeah. I, excellent. Excellent. I actually agree with that definition. And I, I no, I love it. I mean, you're, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to jump into this this early, but okay. it's, it's a bit of creating your own reality. Like Correct. here's the way the world is. I have the energy to rearrange things i'm going to do that boom i've created something else right so is that is that kind of on the vibe that's that's on the level you know like i you know i say all the time i've got magical thinking and if i don't have it for myself i'll make it for myself and so i think that again you know like this this conversation and i touched base with you via email i was like you know we're gonna have to do this more than this one time there's never there's just not a way that we'll be able to have our complete conversation kind of go from you know, 12 to one in your case, I was like, man, there's so much we can delve back, we can go forward. And so, you know, we just have to understand kind of in my case, yeah, I mean, it looks like that, but in other ways it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. As far as other conversations go, 
Yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> that's, that's totally fine by me. So this is sure to spark other thoughts. As I said before, I'm going to be going back through this and creating the little clips that you've yep. probably seen. Yep. So, so people will be able to get gems, learn more about you and what you're up to. And it'll be fabulous. I'm going to use one of your words, fabulous. Okay. And question, are you taping this whole thing? Yes. The whole thing will but, be recorded. But Recording. Yeah, yeah. We can. And hello to everyone out there. I see people. I see Cosmic Cowboy. I know who that is. Jay Fields 217. I'm not exactly sure who that is. But hello, everybody, as you come on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, any questions, comments, anybody has, throw them down there. We'll see about getting to them as we go through. We'll try not to disrupt the flow, but we'll definitely try to address everything that comes up. Sure. If, it's, if it's valid, no nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe yes. Maybe not. All right. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to know, we, I, I was thinking back to like all, all the times where like, I've no, we're, we're family and I've known you, but I think well, it, you know me your whole life because I was there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I think it was definitely at some point though, we were talking and I think I started to see a different side of you and I, it was around Comic-Con because I had a whole thing going on at, during Comic-Con and you were down there in San Diego at one point mm -hmm. and you were there for a convention. I forgot what convention it was, but you no, were in well, the... Remember, I lived there for, for Semka. Yeah, you it's... did. You did. No, you lived there. But before that, I believe okay. you were there one time. The, and anyway, during, I don't... during the San Diego Comic-Con and you called me and said, why is there an Incredible Hulk on my floor? And I'm guessing there was a guy dressed up as the Incredible Hulk because I was dying when you told me this. And I was like, oh, oh, you're here. that's right, Comic-Con. And I don't know if you remember that discussion, but it was hilarious to me. That yes. if you remember correctly, I went downstairs, that's all Spider-Man. And then I was in my glory. I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I like it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. And the... Because after that, I asked you about, we, uh, we ended up talking about Star Wars and you told me about George Lucas and you told me more about your reading, the stuff you read. And I was like, why have I never asked all these questions before? You know, so that was a very, very interesting time for me because I think we really started to have a new relationship after that point. Sure, sure. I have, I, I'm the master of no information. You know, just a whole lot of random facts in my head. <laughs> no, that's excellent though. So since we're there, do you, when did you start getting into, I don't know if you ever, if you read a lot of fantasy, I don't suppose you do, but you know, you said you, you really enjoyed Star Wars. What, what else do you get into that's along the lines of the, the fantasy, the, the not, I don't know. What do you, what are you into in that? Of course, book? it's Potter. I've read all of the books. Of course, right, there's the right. ring, read all of those books. And I went to see Thor yesterday on, on Sunday. And so, you know, my man, Chris Hemsworth, so, you know, that whole thing that we had in LA when we were there going to show, yeah. you know, it's, so, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what captures a person to love sci-fi and fantasy, but I'm the one. And then there was Star Trek back in the day. So I watched Captain Kirk when it was the box of television that you had to get up and turn the dial, you know, and so yeah. it was, you know, the $6 million man, the bionic woman. So I, I don't know. I've always been enthralled by the fantasy because, I mean, why do I want to watch 
the reality. I mean, I, I live reality. So that's the last thing I want to re read or watch. Mm. In the way of, uh, you know, take me away, Calgon, take me away. Yeah, yeah. Well, take me away. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's, that's awesome. I think for me, when I was little and getting into, into comic books, I don't know if you remember me bringing my comic books to New Orleans. <laughs> yes, exactly. Stacks. Like when I was reading Spider-Man and things like this, I don't know, some part of me as a kid was thinking, I can do this. This is like a life goal for me, you know, as a kid. <laughs> no, I never thought I could be Spider-Man. <laughs> but I do remember, I do remember the theme from Spider-Man. Do you remember the theme from Spider-Man? Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, it happened in the Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Whatever a spider can. Oh, yeah. Any size. Can't you see? Just like flies. Look out. Because here comes Spider-Web. Yeah. The spider And see? That, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> you see, this side of you, a lot of people, a lot of people don't see, though. Um, and I, and I, I love it, though. And that's, and that's what I think, as I said, when I started understanding that side of you, I was like, Dr. Kia Arbor Bottom is the bomb. I'm, I, I love this person. This is awesome. I can talk to you in different ways now. You know, so I, I'm so glad that we, ha we had that in that time together in San Diego. And speaking of San Diego, did you, uh, there wasn't, how, how, how long were you there again? From, let's see, like 2005 when after Hurricane Katrina and I left for good in 2014. So I would go back and forth between okay. San Diego, if you remember, after Hurricane Katrina, mm -hmm. and that little apartment there that I spent most of my time there. But I left for right. good 14. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. I remember I definitely, I definitely remember your dog too. Cool dog. Aiden. Um, yes. Aiden. The wine runner. And I see Tibby, it's right here. Like, nice. he's sitting right here. The cat, the cat, everyone. <laughs> and how, old, how old is Tibby now? He was born in 2013, so he's nine and curmudgeonly. I mean, he is extra something else. He's, I mean, he, he doesn't go far. He doesn't go far from me. If I'm at home, he's somewhere close. And right now, he's just looking at me. So you, as far as I can remember, you've always had pets around too. What do pets mean to you? Well, I don't have a husband around, so I guess it means like, <laughs> I guess it means companionship, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, companionship, you know, I'm not here by myself all the time. <laughs> I get it. I get it. My eyes are tearing, you guys. <laughs> I'm crying laughing. <laughs> but you've, you've, had, you've had pets a while. That's, that's all I'm getting at. Like, I, I think the only time I didn't have an animal was my first few years of residency. So, I mean, I had a dog in medical school. I, I went to Chicago and it was just not, it was just not like reasonable for me to expect to have a dog at the time. But then as soon as I graduated residency, I got Aiden, which was the Weimaraner that you remember. And I have now, she's a German shepherd. Okay. I don't think I've met that one. Cadence. Can you come here? Cadence. Kaden, she, she hadn't come. She might come. She may still come. Yeah. She's a beautiful dog. She was imported from Germany at 14 weeks and speaks German. Oh, like an actual German Shepherd. He's a, a Deutschhound, yes. <laughs> nice. Okay. So what, with the, with the pets, the, and 
you know, you, you've been going to, you've been living in different cities. You've been, you're very art, artistic in a lot of ways, I believe. How does that, but, and, and you're a very interesting person. I don't, I don't even know how to word this almost, mm. but you, you, you're, you're a very interesting and creative spirit. You don't take a lot of nonsense and you're still, a, you're still a very happy, lively person. Mm -hmm. Do you have any principles that you kind of live by or guide yourself by? Because I'm, I'm continually fascinated by you. Every time I see you doing something, I'm like, okay, what drives this person? What's kind of their principles about life? Because I know some people are just like, well, I just want to get a job and I just want to, it's not very interesting, but there's something interesting about you. Oh, I, I think that if we put them all together, I, I think that you know that I'm a member of, of Rotary, right? The Rotary Club of New Orleans. I'm a member of 12. And I'll be switching to one, okay? So if if I kind of add all of the things that I believe about my life, I think that the four-way test for Rotary kind of points out for me what makes the most sense. And I'll talk about those in just a minute. So, you know, I don't want to get into Christianity or lack of Christianity or what I believe or anything like that. What I, what I will say as a, as a person, as a human, I believe that I will have to atone for the life that I've lived when I meet my maker, whatever that means, you know, be it spiritual, you know, like I believe in the universe, get Jewish, Christian, you know, whatever, whatever I believe in that way, I believe that I will have to atone to my maker. And so as I just streamline my life, the one thing I ask myself is, am I a good human? Am I a good human? That's really simple. Like, am I a good human? Right. And you know, when I wake up in the morning, I like, I take the dog out, you know, I look at the world, I look at the earth and I'm like, this is so simple. Like nobody's mad out here. You know, I see the water, I see the, the grass, I see the trees belong or whatnot. So then if I circle back around to the four-way test for rotary and I'm not, I'm not, you know, advertising anyone. I've said a few things I've talked about, you know, like Harry Potter and the Lord of the Rings. So again, rotary, it's important to me because the four-way test is number one, is it the truth? Well, let me, let me right. back up one second. What exactly is the four-way Rotary? I'm not sure that's a... Rotary International is a service organization that has committed to serving the community. And we will, as a part of Rotary, the Rotary Foundation has basically eliminated polio from the world. So if you look up what, what, the, what Rotary has done over time, then the invocation it was i think it was let's see rotary one is a hundred years old so maybe in 1930 or something like that don't don't get me wrong i, I don't have all the deeps in my head but i will say that it's a service organization that's dedicated to kind of moving the world forward it's, it's in all countries of the world and so i was drawn to it because of the people in my particular club and so I just, my club is that we are, we are kindred spirits, I say. And so it's just, I'll have to invite you. Okay. Stuff, but we can go when I'm there, we can go to one in LA or, or in wherever, wherever we are. And I can kind of show you what that looks like. Okay. So you were saying the, uh, we're about to begin into the four-way test. The first being. But there are four, there are four items to the four-way test. And it, is it the truth? The second, is it, is it fair to all concerned? The third is, will it build goodwill and better friendships? And number four is, is it beneficial to all concerned? So I think that when, if you, if you 
from in my mind, you know, before I approach settings, you know, or before I go off half snatched, as it's called, you know, I ask myself, you know, is it my truth? So, so the first one is, is it the truth? But is it my truth? And so, you know, me, I don't really care what people think about me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm concerned about my truth. And is it the truth? Is it the truth as I can say it? So again, when you say, hey, you know, I'm no nonsense, I don't know that I'm no nonsense as much as I'm like, hey, you know what? If you're not living my truth, it's okay. You just go and live your truth. You just go, you, you know, you just stay in your yeah. zone, live your truth. And then the fourth one is, is it beneficial to all concern? You know, if, if we in life would structure our minds into thinking that we want everybody to do well, none of us struggle for air. So why are we so competitive? Why do we struggle with one another in a way that we can't support one another? Whatever that means, whatever it sounds like, whatever, you know, whatever. So, you know, we've heard about friends that, you know, stab you in the back. I mean, I've had a dagger in my back from a friend. Well, why are you here? Like, why are you, why are you saying you're my friend? So it's just, it's just easy for me if I kind of move along in life thinking that my space in life is to make sure that I am living the best version of myself. But in addition, I'm able to help other people live the best version of themselves. And that's very important to me. That is, that is excellent. I, I did not expect that. I love it. Okay. So, and this is probably why on your bio, I looked, I looked up some of your locations online and I saw the entrepreneur, speaker, et cetera. And I added in health advocate. And I think this definitely applies the health of health of all the all people health of obviously yourself and your friends family etc i love that so with health and wellness and you know this guiding direction you've got going on you said that you kind of forgot the exact term you used but you've altered your current direction a little bit to i want to say you said wired somehow you rewired wired OBGYN. Yes. yes. Instead of retired, I'm rewired. Yes, that was it. Rewired OBGYN. So now what have you rewired yourself kind of into now? Because that was very practice oriented, a very, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. It's a process. It's a position. And now you're rewiring into what exactly? So I feel that all of my businesses are in the tree of health and wellness, right? So if, if anyone who's watching knows about the Royal Bottom Foundation, it's health and wellness for children. So many of you may or may not know that I have no children of my own. And I just felt like the things in my mind would not, would, would be better spoken and said and, and executed than in my mind when I lay a rest, whenever that would be. And so because I was never, you know, blessed with my own children, I, I just felt like I would give back to the the young ones who are in the most need. And I've often said, you know, it's easy for society to to say about, you know, a child who hasn't had opportunity that, you know, they aren't intelligent or they don't have any sense or they go to the slow track or they have ADHD. But like if there are certain people, certain segments of the population who they think a bush is a hairstyle, right? So if you think a bush is a hairstyle and then take the SAT and they ask a bush is to an X, 
like a flower is to a stem, they won't say tree or or they 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 can't even think of it in that logical way because they think of it as the hairstyle. Mm-hmm. So it's really about okay, so health and wellness. There are there are seven major components of health and wellness. And for children, I would like my foundation to exemplify those seven areas to the kids that we that we deal with, children that we deal with. And then in the adult arena, I've got ideal health, ideal health New Orleans, ideal health mm-hmm. New Orleans gonna be it's, we're gonna have us we're gonna have another business because you know I'm moving back to Chicago. Right. So there'll be a center located there. And your lead event, as you know, is an executive concierge service. So the executive concierge service it it houses business consultant consultancy, should I say, in most of the areas of wellness. So if a small or medium-sized business is struggling, right? Because things are expensive. Let's just say you need a bookkeeper because you have a bucket of receipts. You need someone to help with mail campaigns. You need Mm -hmm. social You need, hey, can you help me with this website? If you go to individual places to get each of those things done, it can, I mean, I, that's I, as, a, as an OBGYN, I started with that. I had an accountant, I had a lawyer, I had, you know, someone doing my website, I had someone answering my phone calls. And so I, I mean, I was like, I'll never have any money. I mean, I give all, I pay all my money to my staff and to like these professionals. And so now as an executive concierge service, we house the main like, consultancy services that will allow small to medium-sized businesses locate one place, have one contact, and then have multiple things done in the same house. And so in the way of health and wellness, it helps them to shut down on Sundays, right? So instead Mm -hmm. of working seven days a week, you know, they don't have to have 17 meetings with five other people because, you know, we have a one, a one person, one contact for the clients, my clients, and then, you know, it kind of gets executed. And so it's that, it's that thing. So we can help with the seven areas of wellness, the major ones, right? Physical, financial, intellectual, spiritual, social, like the economic and emotional. So those are the seven. And so in the way of children, it's, it's more, you know, teach each one, teach one, right? In the right. way of adults, it's where, where the help is needed. Okay. Now, with the, with that kind of with the kind of work you're doing now, and rewiring into that in my head, and let me know where I'm going wrong with this. I think of somebody going into the medical practices, the medical field, as a very structured kind of thing. You go in a certain number of years, you come out, you become a doctor at some at some hospital or a practice somewhere, and you just kind of do quote unquote a job. And then there's you start leaning into the more entrepreneurial side of that, which is like, hey, well, I'm going to open up my own little clinic over here. I'm going to have my own clientele and I'm going to service, you know, these types of people with my, my entrepreneurial skill and my medical skill. So, but that's usually kind of the end of that. And then, but what you're doing now is much more on the entrepreneurial side, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. What parts of your mind have to kind of switch over? Well, that's an interesting question. Which part? I I have a version of that. I have a version of that as well because going into 
video game, you know, you, you study computers, computer science and everything. It's like, okay, here's how computers work. You get a job, you're supposed to fix whatever system and you kind of start doing that. And then once I got out of it, I was like, holy crap, I don't know what's going on. And I had to start thinking different ways. So I'm just wondering how we compare with that or in the medical field. Here's Tibby Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was waiting on that. <laughs> so I guess the path to destruction for me, okay, as I like, you know, look up and say, where was my path to destruction? So both of my parents, one's deceased, one's not. So are and were pharmacists, right? Mm -hmm. Mom owned a pharmacy in San Diego. That was my pathway to San Diego. I practice OBGYN. It's a, for the most part, a very happy specialty. I mean, by the time people got to me pregnant, you know, they wanted a baby. I did not do terminations. That's a personal thing. We're not getting into any of that. I'm only saying by the time they got to me, you know, it, they had chosen to have a child and then like, it's a happy specialty. If someone was sick, I kind of pawned them off. Right. So it's not like OBGYN. It's not really a specialty of taking care of long-term ill patients. Right. And so uh, blood pressure, if they're not pregnant, we send them to family practice or internal medicine, right? right? And so if it doesn't have anything to do with female stuff, you know, we just, they go, it's, it's you know, it's like, hello, yeah. goodbye, you know? So then when I started the management of the pharmacy, I saw inherent sadness. So when I went through medical school in my third year, we have to rotate through six major, the six major specialties. I was like, can't do that. Can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. And so when I was at the pharmacy, like I would, uh, it was like, I would see, so as a physician, I wrote prescriptions. As the pharmacy, we filled prescriptions. And there were patients there with 12, 13 different prescriptions for what I call the big three, high blood pressure, heart disease, and diabetes. And it was really, really, really sad. Mm -hmm. And so to me, so many people get to this space in their life where they are trying to save themselves from dis-ease, right? Instead yeah. of being on the other side of prevention of dis-ease. And so at the pharmacy, I would see like people drinking Cokes and eating Popeye's getting a prescription for high blood pressure and diabetes. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. If you have high blood pressure and in, in diabetes, a Coke and Popeye is not really what you want to be doing. And so I was just, I was like, I just can't. I was like, I just, I can't watch this. And some people have the, the heart skills to be able to just say, well, I want to help them any way I can. But for me, I was like, well, you need to exercise. Like, you know, you need to put that cup down and drink this water, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. you know, drink some elixir of the God. I mean, if you have to drink some calories, get you some wine, you know, in red wine to boot, <laughs> you know. And so I just, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't see, I, I felt like, this is my personal opinion. I felt like physicians would give the patients multiple prescriptions for multiple medications and problems and they didn't see the person as a whole and so right. all this stuff and the people would come to the pharmacy like well i don't know what to do with this i have these 12 to take at this point then i have to do this i'm like man i'm like this is crazy so and for me 
it just became health and wellness. It became teach the children, you know, right. help, help, you know, if I can help in my lifetime, if I can help 25 children to be on a pathway of not like, not that pathway, not the right. one, you know, terms that they don't seek healthcare, don't seek it early. They're not into preventative medicine. They're not into like the, the you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So it's that type of thing. And so I was like, I have to, I just have to know. No. So I suppose that's difficult to push through in a, a, a medical practice where they're looking to, you know, it seems like they're always trying to prescribe something after the fact. And someone all of a sudden stands up and says, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Why are you drinking all these Cokes? Why are you? Because I had that problem as well when I was trying to work with people. I was like, all right, we've got to work three months on this project. And, you know, the guy's like, well, I can't, I can't perform like that. And it's like, oh, well, get good sleep. I know you don't get good sleep. You told me I've watched your habits. You don't get good sleep. Just get better rest and wake up in the morning. And then they'd show up in the morning with monster energy drinks, you know, and the, the quick meal from whatever fast food spot in the morning. And I'm like, okay, you're here, but you're not going to be able to maintain this. This isn't like a two week thing. This is a six month thing we've got to do. And I just started watching people fall off and they're like, why do you have so much energy? And I'm like, I'm not like in perfect health or anything, but there are a lot of these simple things that's like, Hey, don't eat this. Well, you know, the books eat this, not that, you know, it's tough to help adults, you know, mm -hmm. adults. So, you know, I don't know if you can teach an adult anything either because they think they know everything. So, I mean, I don't want to get bogged down by, you know, energy and, and what like health we're, we're specifically talking about health in the way of you know, what we eat and things like that. But health is multifaceted. It's much more than yeah, that. Yes. It, you know, getting sleep and that type of thing. Yes, it, it's all kind of in there. But I mean, like I've got really good friends and I I am the type of friend that, you know what, you can, I, I'm just like, I love you. I'll sit here with you. You know, I I, I don't help them unless they ask. And so I, in the way of adults, you know, I just don't worry about if they sleep or not because because just like you said, you're like, oh, you know, you come in here with fast food. There's nothing that you can do to say or change that. Hmm. And, and yet, and as I said, I, I think a lot of people are kind of programmed against that anyway. So I, I, I'm, I'm very, too, trying to tell me what to do. I can eat my McDonald's if I want to. <laughs> hey, hey, and you notice I'm, I am wearing my taco tea today. I'm oh, wearing right. this. I'm wearing this because in San Diego, that's where I had the best tacos. So okay. I was like, you know what? I'm talking to Kia today. Let me wear nope. the taco tea. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to give those up a little bit because, as I said, they're slowing me down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and I also pick up on how you uh, dis-ease. I, I did pick up on the way you say that. So I totally appreciate where you're going with all this. I love it. So your personal energy, how do you keep going? Like, you know, you get up, you've got high energy. Okay. I don't think I've ever known you really just to be eh, for any extended period of time. You know, I'm, I guess there's, you know, a lot of mind, body, soul, and your community helping you. But is there anything that you would tell people like, hey, you know, good energy, try to try, maybe try to do this. I don't know. Any advice? I, I don't have any advice. You know, I don't give advice. I think for me, the way I att attempt to maintain. Mm -hmm. That, you know, it, and you, you kind of said it, mind, body, spirit, 
But then I tend to surround myself with people who are like, who, who genuinely want the best for me, but essentially they want the best for themselves. So that extends to their inner circle. So, so I think that personally for my circle, I don't think that any of us compete with one another. I think that if a person is just trying to be the best version of themselves today. So I don't, you know, I don't say in five months, I'm going to be the best version of myself. I was like, I'm like, I'm going to work on this today. And so let me see what I can do today to be the best, best version of myself. Because I also believe I'm not guaranteed life. So, I mean, I don't know that I won't lay down and not come tomorrow, you know? And so I try to make this the best day ever. So, you know, kind of when I'm, when I wake up, I do drink coffee every day. So I wake up, I plug my feet on the floor, you know, I go into the coffee pot, you know, I make my coffee and I'm like, this is going to be the best day ever. And that's what I attempt to do. I mean, I literally attempt, you know, I'm like, okay. And if it's not working out so well, I mean, you know, I custom do all that, but then I'm like, you know what? I have to get over this because if, if this is my last day, this is not what it can look like. It has to, I have to do better than this. So I'm like. Oh, let's do it. And so then if I wake up, I'm like, okay, God, I'm, I'm awake and alive. So what I'm going to do now, let's make this the best day ever. I get my coffee and I keep it moving. <laughs> Every day is a holiday. Another uh, hustling dollar day. All day, but you know, it's at least trying to be the best version of myself. That was a, uh, that's, that's a lyric from uh, the song. I'll send it to you. Okay. 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 Yeah, it's on one of my, uh, one of, one of my, I don't want to call it inspirational playlist, but when I'm trying to ride and keep going, it's like every day is a holiday, another hustling dollar day. Well, you know, my, you know my, one of my theme songs. Go for it. Girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Exactly, exactly. So with, uh, you know, we talked about like, you know, sharpening the saw, keeping keeping skills up and everything. But you said that you don't compete with your, your friends. Is there no friendly competition or that doesn't, that's not a thing for you? My, all of my competition is in my head. I don't think that anybody motivate me as much as I motivate myself. I, regrettably, I'm very, very hard on myself. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've eased up a little bit, but I'm, I mean, there aren't many, like, there aren't many of my friends who would be like, who could be more challenging to me than I am for myself. Right, right. Okay. I think as, as I know you, I've, I've been extremely fascinated by that ability to kind of stop and say, I can do better. And I've kind of watched you want to improve on things, but on your own terms and in your own sphere, whatever, you know, that sphere of influence that you're creating. And I definitely think some of that rubbed off on me. I wanted to let everybody know what's coming on here you know, how, how they've affected me. That's one of the ways you've affected me where I saw you talking to people, interacting with people. And I'm like, Hmm, this person networks the hell out of this room. Let me start trying to network the hell out of the room too. And this is, this is my way of kind of competing. And I guess, I guess it's with myself because I realized that, you know, there's something I could do better, but I, I try to choose what I call targets and anti-targets just to make it really simple in my head. Like when I see you networking, I'm like, okay, that's a target I can shoot for. I can start trying out more of this. And then I see some, somebody doing something I don't want. And that doesn't necessarily have to be bad. It's just something like, 
okay, they go to the gym way too much. That's not the kind of action I want anti-target. And it's just different ways for me to focus on like who, or a, diff- a way to find a direction basically in terms of changing, growing, evolving targets and anti-targets. And your networking was one of my targets. Well, you do realize that I'm a true introvert and I get all my energy from being inside. So networking, but I like, I had to, so I'm not, I'm not like one of these, you know, go somewhere and well, hello everyone, you know, how's it going? And I'm the leg of the party. In fact, you know, if I, if I am my true self, I will sit down and have a glass of wine and not talk to anyone. But I realized that that doesn't work that well for me. You know, I mean, it just doesn't work, especially if I'm out, if I'm inside, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, like what good is it for me to sit in a chair all night long? So I've really had to like learn how to network. Of course, you know, you know, I am get something, take it and go. And so if if I'm, oh, it's like, you know, it's like, welcome to Hollywood, baby. Get ready. You know, put your glasses on, start photos and get just, just be ready. So I've just, I've got like my persona. It's that it's my it's my outside persona that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, it kind of has to be that or I won't talk to anyone. I'll just, and then, you know, then there goes the snob. Oh, okay, you're such a snob. I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, get a, I get a fair amount of that too. I don't know if you know, we kind of vibe in that aspect. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely as far as introverts go, I think at some point I, I realized that you know, going out and trying to, trying to force myself to really not enjoy, but just be so involved in people and getting good energy from people. I realized that wasn't really me. So I had to figure out a new way to, to approach it. Okay. And, and for me, and I I wasn't totally sure if you would call yourself an introvert. So I'm glad you said that I was going to ask. Absolutely. But for me, I had I had to start contextualizing it in my head as, okay, there are all these people in the room. Somebody here has got to know something about whatever topic, you know, the, the Padres. I'm going to a Padres game next week or something. And just start talking to people. Hey, what's going on with that and that? Oh, yeah, you're, I'm going to a Padres game next week. And I just started seeing how fast I could find out certain bits of information, who I could connect with. And it became kind of a game until I got good at it. And then once I got good at it, it didn't feel so much of a bother to me to do it. Okay. So, so go ahead. So I just recognized that I would allow people to hoover my energy. Like mm-hmm. though before I learned like the skill of networking as I do it now, like I would be like sucked dry. Like I would go out and then people would, you know, like hoover, 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 hoover. And then I'd need to be inside for three or four days, not talking to anyone. And it was a pretty bad cycle because, I mean, I wouldn't talk to my friends. Do you know what I'm saying? So if they called or whatever, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm brain dead. But then I finally learned to, I don't allow people to hoover my energy. So it's no longer allowed. And with that, you know, I have very discreet boundaries in the way of the way people approach me in public. And so, and I, and, and regrettably people have found that, you know, like if, so as an example, if someone starts shooting questions at me, it, it's like, it's like, I'm like, stop. You know, I'm like, I'm like, that's not how I do things. If you want to know something about me, 
let it be a little bit more organic. I'm like, fire 10 questions at me, fire, 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 fire. That just, it doesn't work for me. And so it, look, I've had to really just preserve my energy. I don't want, I don't want to take anyone's energy, but I don't want them to take mine. And so now I don't need that two and three days to recover, you know, post a networking event because I I don't allow people to move my energy anymore. I mean, they just, you know, they, they just can't do it. It's not allowed. It's not. Right. Right. So how does this feel for you? I, I mean, it's super easy, but I've known you your whole life. It's not the same. Yes. like we're, we are familiar with one another. Right. So I, there, there's going to be a weird lull. I think that, so for the most part, when I do most of my speaking engagements, I don't use notes or anything like that. People will give me a topic. Like I'll study the items that they want me to kind of talk about. I'll hone in all of, on those things. So, so that I can read the room. Right. So for, the two of us, this is easy because I've known you my whole life. I mean, I would just be like, if if you said or did something, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not okay with that. And you know, right, that. right, yeah. So, well, well, public public speaking is a little bit different than an interview. I think public speaking, you can kind of separate yourself from me and the audience, right? Really not. I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I think a good okay. public speaker is is just as easy in an interview because then you turn it around and you then allow the audience to ask questions, right? So a lot of public mm-hmm don't want questions because they don't know what questions are going to come up. And so for me, I like, I like for most of what, like my approach is interactive, right? So I like people to be able to approach me. And so, so the reason why I don't use scripts for most of my speeches is because like, I don't want to be looking down and then I've lost the room and then no one's mm-hmm. like in attention and then I've lost the room. So yeah. you know, I, I try to make sure I'm like looking at the crowd so that, I can get, I can get a read on, okay, well, this is working. And if not, I'm like, wind back, reroute, reroute, you know. Okay. Okay. Reroute. So, I mean, that's big for me. So like, I'm not shy. I'm an introvert. It's very different. Yes. I get you there. Totally get you. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting because for me, and for me, I grew up with, you know, the recitals and the, the singing, the choir, the church piano and all that. And that I, I saw that as a performance where I could just get on stage and do something. And for whatever reason, for me, that didn't bother me. Okay. But right when I got off stage and someone was like, you know, hey, that was really good. I'm like, ah, ah, just, just all this, all this jibber jabber is bothering me. Right. But being on stage, I was totally fine. So at some point I realized that I could have a better connection, I think, with people. And I started doing, I told Omar this yesterday, I started doing stand-up comedy as a hobby. Oh, okay. To actually connect with people. This is, this is me jumping in the deep end because I do this once in a while. Okay. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. I'm going in. And I would just jump in the deep end. So yeah, I did stand-up comedy for a little while. And that made me actually really get a connection to people. But wow. it, it, uh, yeah, it was difficult. But I learned, I learned so much, got over so many humps, but I had never heard of the, anyone speak of the interview situation being kind of the same as public speaking. So that's an interesting point of view. No, that's very cool. I like that. Well, because a lot of people will say to an interviewee, you know, or an interviewer, I need your questions. I need, I need you to tell me exactly what we're going to talk about. Right, right. Like, if you talk about this, this will upset me. 
you know, and that that just doesn't make any sense to me, really. I mean, I don't want to say that I'm a complete open book, but I'm like, I mean, I will just say, well, I'm not going to answer that. You know, I mean, it, it, so I don't, it doesn't have to be off limits. I'll just be like, well, I won't answer that. I, I'm choosing not to answer that for whatever reason. So right, right. It's just, it's just easy for me. You know, I just, I like things. I, I'm, I'm no longer in a space in life where I want anything to be difficult. I want things to be, you know, smooth, easy, laid back. And, uh, you know, I want, again, it's, it's really about energy. I want the energy to be good. And I want other people, if other people are around, I want them to feel good about the energy. Excellent. I like it. Love it. And speaking of keeping energy, the one thing I wanted to ask you about was the runner's high. You are, you're still a runner. You still run a lot. You know, let me tell you something. Reality is something extra special. Oh, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't really discuss my age all that much. I don't consider myself old. I don't, you know, I don't feel old, but my body does talk to me. So uh, I don't run as much. I walk. So, okay. you know, so I still, cause I have a 90 pound dog. She's actually heavier than that, but she's, she's a big dog. And so I go out every day, but the running, I don't do anymore. So, you know, I used to do tri training, run, cycle, swim. I'm like, Ooh. so now I do more stretching, you know, core thing, you know, right. you know, abs. I mean, boy, you have to fight this battle. Boy, this, boy, this, this battle, man, yeah. it's real. It's yes, real. it is. Yes, it is. Like minor struggle is real. <laughs> minor note: I got into yoga and Pilates. To full disclosure, I got into meat hot chicks. Yes, indeed. And it, and it worked, but after a while, I was like, well, hey, this is, screw, screw who I meet in there. I'm trying to get it yep. and get limber. And so it became a whole thing. Yep. Um, the reason, I, the reason I mentioned the runner's high is I didn't, I don't think I, I, I really understood what that meant in t- until I started really getting into, cause it's not only runners, I'm getting into a, getting into a flow. Fitness high. Sorry, what? Fitness high. Fitness high. Yes, yes. Fitness high, where you're getting in the zone and your your body, your system, your mind, spirit is just all revving and moving. And you're like, holy crap, this is great. And I started, I think I was damaging myself or holding myself back because I would start to get into something and then I would start to kind of enjoy it. Then I'm like, well, wait a minute, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be this into it. I shouldn't be getting this vibe. Maybe I need to pull back a little bit. People are starting to look at me funny, you know, like I'm just too into the flow or something like that. And letting go of a lot of that and letting that energy of creating, building, moving forward, kind of, you know, propel you along, you know, you're, you're pushing yourself. And then all of a sudden this energy is pushing you forward and you're getting into that that runner's high, that, that flow. I love that. And I think at one point I said to myself, he is a runner. She knows this. She's an awesome target to have. And I just want to stop and thank you for that. I don't even know if you realized it, but you were talking about, I got to go on my run. You'd hang up the phone on me. And I was like, 
talking up the phone to go on a run? How she want to go on a run? It, it, it just it just seemed nonsense to me. But I was like, all right, Kia's doing her thing. And you would seem so exhilarated after running. And I'm like, well, oh, okay, here, there's the, there's the turn. This is what I'm going to talk to you about. So it's okay. very, people are very different, right? So mm-hmm. for me, it's, I am a completionist. So I'm one of the ones, if you see, I, you know, I still have a paper calendar. I have my open check boxes. So I've got my open check, and I have to check things off my list, mm-hmm. right? So to get my mind going to these long exercises that I do every day, like I have to get my mind prepared, you know, and then when I'm finished, And so it's not, we, are you, are you back now? Cause it started spiraling. You back? Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Okay. So it's like to get me started in, and I work out every day of my life. Right. I've never been the person that's like, oh man, I can't wait to work out. It is always at the end where I'm like, yes, I have done my workout for today. I am a superstar. I'm going to buy me that dress that I've been looking at because look how fine I am. And so I reward myself. So that's, that's a part of my problem. You know, I would say if I do these workouts, like I said, for these seven days, I'm going to go buy me some Louboutins. And so it's like, it's like, that's, I mean, that's the only thing that gets me. I mean, because it's certainly not, hey, let me get up and go running. It's, it's not, it's not a run as high. It's okay. a thing. It's like, I want to be fine, right? If if I don't work out, I can only have met. So, you know, with my age, you know, there's this whole peri and postmenopausal thing and all this stuff going on. So I can only imagine what it would be like if I didn't work out. Because I yeah. mean, I love every day of my life, every day. Yeah, You're, you seem fit and healthy to me. I, well, I, I dig it. I work out every day of my life. It's it, it's it's a whole thing. It's like. If I am not fit, what am I doing? Just, just let me go eat some bread. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like for real. Or yeah. Cake. Yeah. You kidding me right now? Mm-mm. Oh my goodness, this is comedy. This, there's, there's so much awesomeness that we just that we just went through. I'm looking at my notes here, and I'm like. God, dog, this is great. I love it. So I want to start rounding up this re- this really quick. Do you know Kelly Crowley? I do. I met Kelly. Kelly, are you here? Kelly wants to jump in. You want to let her in? Yes, absolutely. Okay, let's let's have Kelly on for just a second. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. She's still there. Her request is open. We'll see if she jumps in. But anyway, oh, oh there she is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kelly, I don't know you. I don't know you. This is a first. Welcome to uh, my podcast. Hi, this is Benjamin. I know it's Mr. Benja, and uh, him for you know as many years he's been alive because I'm older than he and he, uh, our moms are sister. So okay, so I've known him his whole life, and we have had this lifetime relationship of this like banter, like trying to learn from one another, and the real. Awesome. At Kelly in residency, Ben. Okay. okay. That's very cool. So, see, this, this is how it happens. I just started this internet thing and people started connecting again. So, I'm trying to use social media as a way to stay more social, actually. Ooh, move, Jimmy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. So, if you do have any questions, 
Yeah, we- no, I was just like to say, what would you, what kind of exercises do you do now that you got older? I remember you used to run with me. The couple times you went to the gym with me. So yeah. What are you doing now? So I do, I have a really big dog. So I walk every day now. So instead of running, my knees are very, very sore. I mean, they're very sore even the walking. So I, I walk traditionally 45 minutes a day, which will be about three miles, a little bit more than three, ending. And then I do ab work every day. So I, like, I have this, I have like these, like different things in the way of ab that I do and I go for a rotation. So core, so I do a, a ton of core in walking and in running. Like I just, it, it makes me really sore. I struggle with running because I just, my feet hurt, my knees hurt. And so I had to back off a bit. Oh yeah. What about you? What are we have next? So, so Peloton now. Uh, oh, good. Peloton. Yeah. Peloton fanatic. So started, I stopped running for a little while and then I started up, it's this one run walk and it, it's, it's, I get the runner's eye. I love it. I love exercising every day and it feels good. And trying to get patience, like, uh, I don't know, you, you haven't practiced in a long time, but Recently, in the last two years, two, three, maybe last five years, there's been an upscale of preeclampsia, diabetes, everything. And as far as like trying to get patients to exercise, work out, make healthier choices, it's really difficult. But uh, no, they don't. They they don't see the they don't see the reason for it, right? Because right. It's, it's not a short term fix, right? No. It's, it's mm-hmm. all like you know because of course you're sore when you do it, you know. Right. Uh, it takes time where you just pop pill. Hey, where's my pill? Where's my pill, Dr. Robot? Where's my pill, Dr. Crowley? Where's my yeah. pill? Yeah. So yeah. it's difficult. Yeah, it, it is health and wellness. Like again, it is, it is, it's very difficult to try to instill the benefit of prevention to people, especially in today, look in today's world, like everything, Twitter. Instagram, like what we're doing now, it's right away. I mean, otherwise we'd have to go what ran in Blockbuster. That's that's how I grew up, you know. But that's, <laughs> you know, you know, it's a different culture. So you know, it's just it's a whole it's a whole new world. I mean, especially I'm sure for you as a, a practicing physician now, right? Yeah, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. But that's fine. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, <laughs> Lee. Let's catch up soon. Okay, I will. Alrighty. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Kelly Crowley. We will, <laughs> we will definitely be in contact. That's awesome. Hey, right. see you later. All right, bye, Kelly. Bye. All right. All There's right. a way to get all the people here. Okay. But I can't find it. There should be a little X on your side, Dr. Crowley. See, this is how things go live. And it's one of the, this is, this is one of the, the smoother ones, by the way, because uh, people jump in, try things. It, it's comedy. It's fun. It all works out though. And when I post-produce later, if it needs to get removed, I remove it. So don't worry about that. Yeah, I'm not worried. I really am not. Okay, good. All right. Uh, wow. So is there anything else that you wanted to leave us with, ask me about, or wrap on? I, we have so many interesting when, you know, mm-hmm. like when this happened, remember when that happened. So I would like for you to share with me your favorite remember when with me. Favorite remember when. As I said, that the, the Comic-Con conversation that did okay. have me dying on the phone. Okay. okay. I think I'd been taken out of 
my, I, the normal way of thinking. And I'm just like, oh yeah, people dress up as the Hulk all the time. This is just, just me. Right. And I was a, I was a blogger photographer for a while going around collecting just hundreds of images of cosplayers and that's the costume players. That's what they call themselves. And I would just go around taking all these pictures and hearing somebody like, Hey, there's a Hulk on my floor. It's like <laughs> comedy. So I, I already said that one. I think that was the one that was well, the one that stuck with me the most. Do you remember? I guess other times, geez, there, there's so many, I can't really pick one out right now, but so many. like I like on hand to come up, like when we went to Nobu and Malibu and uh, like, yes. like oh, they were like Schwarzenegger. Well, him and what was, what's the Kenny G was there. Yeah. And remember, I went and talked to Kenny G. Yeah. And I was like, hey, aren't you Kenny G? He was like, oh, right. man. But he talked the whole time. He was like, sit down and join us. I was like, we're here. And so, like, then, and then the time. Wait, I, hold on. Did I, did I tell you that I ran into him in the bathroom? No, I don't think so. Okay. Before he, before you guys had that conversation, I ran into him in the bathroom, but I didn't, I didn't recognize him. So we're, I'm walking one way and he's walking at me the opposite direction. And I don't think he noticed me, but he had this very musical kind of walk and strut about him. So when we started to cross paths, he just kind of <laughs> around me, right? Yeah. 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 He's like, Oh, hi, how are you doing? And kind of just morphed around me. And I was like, huh, all right. Interesting fellow. Seems nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I just kept on going about my thing. But it, it stuck with me. I'm like, who walks like that? Who's just got this musical flow to their walk, right? They need to <laughs> I've, been around, I've been around violinists and opera singers, but his was very pronounced. And then later on, because in my head, I'm like, he does look familiar. Okay. But later on, when you were talking with him, I'm like, huh, Kitty G. That <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Like, and then I think, like, the time that Chateau Mormon for me was, are still, like, like, oh, maybe the standard, too, though. Upstairs on the standard. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, I mean, epic. I mean, we're still talking, like, epic stuff. So it's just all, like, so high for me. You know, like, every, like, it's like, yeah, those were 10 days. You know, like, the, if between one and 10. Yeah. Like, and so there were so many of the tests with you just kind of walking, you know, shossing down the street, like, hi, how are you? You know, just. Yeah, yeah. Being, you know, sitting there, like, chuckling with one another, you know, saying, just, you know, like, because I remember one time we were somewhere, and Katy Perry had just, like, come out with a song. It was, like, uh, I could see, I kissed a girl and I liked it. And I was, like, mm-hmm. singing, like, Katy Perry, I like that song. And you were, like, you might want to stop saying that. And, oh, this might not. Anyway, so you were, like, yeah, I don't know if that's the right image that you want to portray for yourself. I was, like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, just funny stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Experiences. I know it may have sounded deadpan. I don't know how serious I was with any of those things I said, but good times. That's all I remember. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll have to do it again soon because I I need to get out there. I mean, I just really need to get out there. Yeah. So I'm in the, I'm near the Long Beach area right now, a little spot called San Pedro. Right. So not exactly LA, definitely not exactly San Diego, but a nice little cut of land there with uh, some beaches around some nice places to hang out we've got the largest fish market out here in uh, really? the largest seating i should say they seat like three thousand in this in this fish market 
thousand people. It's crazy, but it's it's really it's actually good food, and a lot of people come out there. They just get in this like cafeteria style seafood line, and they're like, "Give me this, give me that." We just got some mackerel in. Boom, give me this, and you get to watch the whole process because the fish will come in like on one side of the pier, and you'll see them take it, separate them out, organize them, and you can watch the entire process as it kind of gets to your plate. San, San Pedro Fish Market, it's kind of crazy. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. going to look that up. Definitely. All right. Well, I mean, I don't have any more questions. I mean, I, I can come up with a bunch, but I don't really have any more. I don't know that you have any more, but I want to make sure that our listeners know that we will be back again. So I think yes. that we should do this at least once a month. Absolutely. Should, and then like, I just saw Thor and I wish we could have talked about Thor. Oh my God. Or, or the book of Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett. I tell you, I didn't like that. Oh my. Yeah. So we have a lot to talk about. So let's keep this up. And All right. Are questions. Does anybody have any questions before we say goodbye? I think, I think we're good on those. Uh, wow. So awesome having, you know, Dr. Crowley show up. That was great. That was nice. Very nice. I will talk to her later. Okay. So then I will, uh, if there's anything else, then you just let me know. I don't know how you generally start down your, your lives. So you just kind of lead the way on that one. Well, let us know where people can find you or, or where to go for, for more on you. So I have a page on Instagram, Dr. Kia R. Robottom, or it's at Dr. Kia R. Robottom. Mm -hmm. And my personal page, my primary business page is Your Elite Event, Your Elite Event. And it's fun. I, I have a travel agency and I help clients kind of to discover, again, their best versions of themselves. They can come in-house. And they can start naked and leave out on a plane to get married in South of France. So that's kind of what that looks like. So, you know, it's just, again, health and wellness is slightly important for me. I try to exemplify health and wellness to the best of my ability. You know, the crack people will say, oh, yeah, but however, stop it. But, you know, it's one day at a time, one step at a time. Everybody has to do their best at a time. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, I'm so glad to have had you on here. This has been Mr. Benja's ADD Experience Live for BenjaCon Week with the first family member on here, Dr. Kia R. Robottom, entrepreneur, speaker, health advocate, all around excellent person with good energy. That's what I'll say. Or to meet other people, take good care. All right. All right. See you later. Bye -bye. See ya. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining on. That was Dr. Kia Robottom, as you heard. And once again, I have no idea. There it goes. Boom. That was Dr. Kia Robottom, family member, cousin. And we, we've, had, we've had just great times all around. And as I said, we, we got a chance to work together when, we, when I was younger. And we've kept an awesome relationship all that time. If you want to have more of these discussions, let me know who you want to have on. Because a special thing I do. But I do have discussions all year round. So if you know anybody who would want to be on talking about creativity, art, design, and development. I do run my podcast all year round. That is Mr. Vinge's ADD Experience. You can find that on Spotify. You can find that on Google, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and all the major platforms. So be sure to go check for it there. The audio for this will be showing up there later, and it'll be awesome. In the meantime, tomorrow we're going to have our special show versus business episode where we are going to get down with Theo, talk about a little bit of things going on in business and show the creative side of things, the creative and the finance. They always kind of work weird together. 
We're going to be talk- discussing that with uh, Theo. It'd be a special edition. It's not our normal news rundown where we just talk about the news. This is the Benjicon Week edition. So we're going to get into some. We're going to get into some dirt. We're going to talk some talk some funniness. We're going to have some stories being told. There may be a couple special guests, but check it out. As always, appreciate all of you showing up. Please follow along for more like this and talk to me. I'm in the comments. Peace. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit MrBinja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right. I'll see you next time. Peace.